Welcome to the Seriously Social Podcast with your host, Simone Douglas. This episode features an interview with entrepreneur Tim Scott. So uh, welcome to this episode of the Seriously Social Podcast. Today I am joined by Tim Scott from Edison Digital. Uh, so Tim... Maybe if we just start with your uh, cliff note version of your backstory, yep. how did you end up on the red chairs today? The red chairs. Well, um, I, I met you through <laughs> uh, through one of our, um, our business interests with um, BNI. But the, the background to joining BNI and having the, the marketing company and things like that um, was I was in franchising with the Gyms Group, um, and so I owned uh, some master franchise rights in in Dogwash, uh, and also had an interest in a in a blinds company. And uh, recently sold those companies, and you know, in the last year, I've started a marketing company. I uh, joined, you know, a, a networking group to try and build that referral base, and and uh, here we are. Cool. And um, as much as you're probably tired of people asking this question, and age shouldn't really come into it, how old are you right now? Uh, I'm 23, but I'm 24 next week. So, 24 yeah. next week. So yeah, and then everything will be different. 20, 24, and on business number three for you, for your career so yeah. far. So I, th- I think. Um, it just goes to show that realistically you can have whatever you want if you're prepared to do the work and go out and do things. Take a punt. <laughs> yeah. So um, can you maybe um, just start off, um, give me what the decision-making process looked like for you mm. when you first bought a master franchise? Because it's not a small investment as a general rule. Yeah, no, it, it wasn't. Um, I think I really wanted to own a business. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to work for myself. Um, I haven't really had, a, I've never had a full-time job. Um, and so I was doing some some contracting work in the space. Um, and then uh, we had the opportunity came up to, to purchase um, a region. So a region is, so the master franchise rights means that we um, can sell franchises and we manage mm-hmm. the franchisees and things like that. Um, and I, to be honest with you, like uh, uh, didn't put too much thought into it other than this seems like a good opportunity. Um, I went and got a loan out at 27%. Ouch. Because <laughs> when you're 19 or 20 and you've got no assets yeah. and you're like, uh, can I have, you know, tens of thousands of dollars for a business? They're like, yeah, yeah, sure. But it's going it's it's to cost, cost you. you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I would rather, you know, I was sort of prepared for it to go well or terrible um and luckily it went better than than not um yeah so there wasn't there wasn't too much you know the opportunity came up and i moved on it pretty quickly um do you think that that's um a key success factor for most business owners like certainly for myself my whole business life has looked like that an opportunity presented itself you weigh up the risks a little bit, but really, if it looks like fun and yeah. you know you're going to enjoy it, yeah. off you go. Yeah, so. you're on. I, I think so. I, I don't think um, adding time to a decision necessarily makes it a better decision. Like, yeah. I don't think some some things you don't need to. You know, some people are scared of making a decision, so they prolong it and they yeah. they wait and they wait and they wait and they think that's being prudent. But I don't think it necessarily adds. Sometimes it's important. Um, I've always had people to speak to, yeah. so I've never had to make big decisions by myself. I've always made sure I've got, um, you know, people that I pay for advice, yeah. um, people that uh, know me as a person, you know, friends and, um, and and trusted friends, friends that can say I think you're a bit off here, yeah. <laughs> and things like that. And so um, I think if you're if you're running it by people that know more than you and have more experience, and they're not having any massive red flags, yeah. they might not quite see. 
the vision of it the way you do. Yeah. Um, but if they're not, you know, you, you're looking to gauge if you're missing any any things. Um, yeah. I think just, you know, just go for it. Obviously, it's easier to say that when you've got, you know, uh, I don't have dependents or anything like that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, um, but I, I think a lot of people miss opportunities because they wait too long to make the decision. Um, yeah, I would absolutely agree with that. I was having this conversation with my financial advisor who also happens to be my best friend nice. these days, thankfully. Um, but we were talking about well, what stops people mm. taking the leap, what stops them, and he's like, mortgages, debt, all of these things. And I'm like, none of that would have stopped me. Yeah. Having kids doesn't stop me. From, yeah. In fact, it almost places more importance, internally for me anyway, mm. on building that business empire to demonstrate to them that they can do whatever they want to mm. do, provided they're prepared to work hard. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, definitely the biggest thing that I see in business is with some people, not all people, and mostly not people in my life, thankfully, but that culture of excuse where mm. they're just like, they're, they're busy and they're always busy in their business and they never have enough time and there's no joy in it for them. Yeah, yeah. But if you talk to them, the excuse is... Oh, you know, you don't understand. I have to work hands-on in my Yeah, business. or in my industry, it's different. Or yeah. oh, I just can't find good people. Or, nah, you know, if you want a job done well, you've got to do it yourself. You know, we, we heard yeah. all of this um, all the time in, in franchising, you know, different. Um, you, you, you want to catch yourself if you're making excuses yeah. to not step up to the plate. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's, you know, because we all do it, right? We, you yeah. know, everyone just has different thresholds of, you know, some people, everything is too hard. Yeah. But everyone has a moment where they're like, you know, they'll delay Mm-hmm. something um and you still want to catch yourself and say hang on am yeah. i just you know am i playing at 100 percent here or am i you know looking for a reason why not to rather than why to do it um, yeah tamara my general manager and i we have we use the term as brian tracy term but about eating the frog <laughs> and so you know i will always say to her what's the frog you're not eating yeah and she'll say the same thing to me because it's the thing that i'm avoiding doing the most it's usually going to make the most amount of impact to yeah. the business um, so it's the first thing that I do every day. Yes. Whatever that thing is that I'm avoiding doing. Yep. Um, this morning it was writing up the whiteboard that lives behind my desk with like <laughs> all of the businesses and everything I want to achieve nice. for the following like 90 days. Yeah. Um, because that roadmap stuff is really important. But um, now that you're in the digital marketing field and you've got your own marketing agency, yep. um, what has been the most, I suppose, interesting learning curve for you watching your clients navigate the current environment and as we're headed into or if we're not already in a recession depending who you talk to yeah i think um i think there's sort of guys that are uh buckling down ready for it um, Mm -hmm. stepping up to the plate um i think you know looking to improve as leaders i think like i think a climate like this is really going to expose the leadership of the company yeah you know and and when i talk about leadership of the company i mean you know uh, are you serving your employees (laughs) um are you serious about you know, getting through this, um, has it been, have you coasted on the fact that it's been quite a good market in, in most industries yeah. for a long period of time? So I think it's exciting when you see a, um, when you speak to someone who is sort of gearing up for it, you know, ready to get their hands dirty and, and ready to sort of um, get through this thing. Because um, I think, you know, the, the businesses 
that say, or the business owners that approach it with, no, nah, this is, we can't get out of this. Yeah. And the business owners that approach it with, no, nah, we're definitely going to get out of this. They're, they're both going to be right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think it's, yeah, definitely. And, and that's interesting in and of itself because it sort of is a reminder that actually what you say about what's happening is more important than what actually is happening. <laughs> and, so and the true. way you approach it, it's sort of, you know, the circumstances can be whatever they want, but one person can describe it as if it's the worst thing in the world. And for them, it probably will be the worst thing in the yeah. world. Another person can describe it as an opportunity, and it probably will be an opportunity. Yeah. So I think, um, it, look, m- m- whether in marketing and, and growing the business and things like that, a lot of it does ride and fall on, you know, the leadership and the willingness to sort of take a punt and, and get yeah. in on it. I think. Do you um, think that there's an opportunity now? So you know, one of the conversations I've had with a lot <coughs> of our clients is now you need to be more human. Totally. You know, like. Now I need to really know who you are, the business owner, who uh, are the families that you totally. feed. Be a community person. Yeah. You know, communities are built by community owners and, and business owners. And it's, I think, um, I think there's been a lot of businesses have grown a little bit and felt this need to present as if they're a much more bigger business than they are. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, the, the, what they lose is that local community element. Like it's a bit rough around the edges mm-hmm. because I'm a real person in a real business who's, you know, got a family that I'm managing yeah. and, you know, things like that. Whereas we love that. I think it's been really cool to see on the back of, um, you know, this, whatever you want to call it, um, is, is the people are trusting community backing a lot more, a lot more pubs yeah. are starting to stock local, yeah, you know, local true. ingredients and, and, and sourcing local product. Yeah. Um, and that's a great thing, you know, because at the end of the day, at the, the top end of the economy, those businesses um, can't have as much impact in your local council area, in yeah. your local community as, you know, if you put half a dozen committed business owners together in each council who said, you know what, we are just going to help build this community. Yeah. Like you would have a big groundswell, I think, and, and local sporting clubs and, yeah. and things like that. So, no, I'd agree with that because it's a massive... Like we've done that with the Duke of Brunswick. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've actually, I've just done anything that I've always wanted to do in a pub. Yeah. I've just done it. Nice. Um, and when I used to work for ALH group a long time ago, it was all about the numbers, mm-hmm. you know, like what are your sales? What's your bottom line EBIT? What's your labor tracking? <clears throat> Whereas now it's, what's the weirdest, quirkiest thing we can do to make people comfortable? Yeah. You know, and so, oh, I know, let's train all of the staff in conversational Auslan so that we can be a deaf-friendly venue. Like, so cool. you know, let's, um, I'm working on now becoming a veteran-friendly venue so yeah, that, vet, right. you know, staff have training in how to work with assistance dogs and all uh-huh. of those kinds of things. But it's, you know, when I launched the B&I chapter out at Gawler, mm-hmm. which we're in the middle of working towards now, that's the same thing. It's that groundswell, like you said, of committed business owners working together to grow the local economy. Yeah and help each other yeah totally i think that's the answer to a lot of the the community problems i think you can't rely on you know you can't rely on the government or or things like that i think it's it's local leaders and local community businesses that impact their local world um and if everyone you know if everyone just um thought how can i make sure the people in my world yeah uh, you know how am i supporting them and and positioning them to support others and things like that Mm. i think that's a big impact I hope to see sort of more of that rather than sort of I think there was this gap where people would have got too big they yeah. would want it to be this um, you know problem that they weren't really responsible for yeah. um, or couldn't make an impact in but yeah. um, I think the local is, is huge do you think that there's a lot of lip service when it comes to that in terms of so not 
So sometimes when I'm having conversations with other business owners, they'll be like, oh yeah, I know that person, I'll hook you up or whatever. And then nothing ever comes of it. Like it's, whereas I'm really big on, if someone asks for some help with something or needs a connection for something, it doesn't matter what it is. If they've asked for a specific introduction and I vaguely know that person, yeah. I will send that person an email asking for permission to make the introduction. Like yeah. it's a five second job, yeah. you know, but so that's what I mean by lip service. Yeah, so. yeah. I think there is. I think it's it's um, it's tough because I think you don't want to be too hard on the well-meaning people that yeah. just miss it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but I definitely think... Um, yeah, people have motives on stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think if it's if it's well-meaning, um, it's important to do that. I think it's important yeah. to follow through. Um, I think it's really important to follow through. I think for me, if I think of um, the people that I trust to the most, not yeah. a performance thing, but a trust thing, yeah. it's people that are, you know, do what they said they do. do. They say, do. You yeah. know, and it, it, with the little stuff, the stuff that doesn't make sense. Like, you know, I one thing that, you know, I want to... Um, I'm always sort of looking at where I've dropped the ball at was is you know if I say oh yeah I'll, I'll flick you an email with some information that is so important to get done yes because people even if they didn't ask for the information even if they didn't then it's not really gonna yeah it's not a massive thing but for you them. said you'd if send you it. do it yeah it will say a lot to them about the way you operate and yeah things like that um, yeah I have so um, and I did a post on LinkedIn about it the other day what are the deal breakers in business relationships for you and you know I think I, I personally have five so you know that um big one is consistently late to meetings uh-huh. and and bearing in mind that for me late is five minutes not 15 yeah. so because i'm always 10 minutes early to everything yeah um so if people are consistently late in the back of my head i'm like well how are you going to be with my clients mm-hmm. or with my connections mm-hmm. so it's a respect thing and then i've got um if you're at the top of my list, if you return my calls same business day, mm-hmm. now sometimes you're not going to be able to do that. So it's not a deal breaker, yeah. but you get two business days to return the call. Yeah. And then once once you on the other side of that, I'm Done. like, eh, not so sure that I can rely. I can't rely on you. Yeah. Because I can't communicate with you. So I'm a bit the same with email. So phone and email. And that, but the big one and the one that went off the charts in the poll on LinkedIn. Yeah. Was. Um, promising and not delivering yeah you know so and little promises like you said it's the little ones because yeah. it's the ones that that get catch people off guard when you do it they're pleasantly surprised and yeah they, well this, this person really if they say it they're gonna do it yeah i um i saw a video about how they uh when they're talking about navy seals and things like yeah. that and, and what do they look for and you know if you get to seal training you know they look at it in a, in a graph where you know your x-axis is performance your y-axis is trust yeah and they're like look Performance gets you so far, but not when it really matters. And yeah. so, if you if you look in an organisation in terms of the people that your other, you know, uh, staff and colleagues and people involved yeah. in your world want to be around, it's not the high performance, low trust people. Yeah. High performance, low trust is is you know they're, they're not friendly in the yeah. um, <laughs> in, in the world of you know whatever they're involved in. But high trust and medium performance, or even sometimes high trust and low performance, is actually it's, most people would value that more than someone yeah. who's who's you know big on you know whatever getting it is they're it doing, done. getting yeah. you know, things like that. But they can't be trusted. Yeah, <laughs> I think. Um, and so you know, I think that's a good metric to look at. Is is you know even, even if you're looking at your team, who are the performers, but also who are the ones that you trust? Like yeah. who are the ones that. Um, you know, they, they're responding in a way that's beneficial to the company in you know, times like, you know, where we're in at the yeah, moment. Yeah. I think that trust thing is I think trust really is massive. Yeah. And I think too, 
Um, I'm, I'm a really literal human being, which sometimes works for me and sometimes works against me. So, you know, some of the things that I notice, uh, you know, I will never say something unless I mean it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm very careful about what comes out of my mouth. Yeah. The problem with that is I assume everybody else works the same way. Yeah. <laughs> so other people will tell me, like you said, oh, yep, I'll flick you that information or yep, I'll get that done for you on this day. If you told me you were going to get it done on that day, mm-hmm best you stay back six hours if that's what you need to do do you yeah, know what i mean because yeah. you gave me a timeline the minute you give me a timeline you're in trouble the minute yeah. you tell me that you're gonna do something for me by whenever yeah um but by the same token i am that person who will stay back for six hours because i said you'll have it close of business tomorrow and mm-hmm. i know the only way that i'm going to get that done is if i work till 10 o'clock tonight to yeah. get it done yeah so i would rather um put myself in discomfort for a matter of principle and be yeah. a person of my word yeah. than not I think um, there are lots of business owners, successful ones out there that are the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, but how do you think, um, or how do we work with the ones that are not? I think being clear about your expectations. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I think if, you know, if, if you've got a, a, a conversation with someone to say, you know, I, I don't want to make a big deal out of this, but I've noticed that there's a pattern. Yeah. Um, and to me, to be honest, that makes me feel like I'm not sure whether you know, I'm not sure of the longevity of our Working ability to work together, you know, like, because for me, um, I, autom- I and, and I might just be, you know, super high strung about this, but for yeah. me, I just want to let you know, this is a big deal to me, yeah. or this is something that's important to me, because there are some people where it's not going to be important to them. Yeah. Um, and so I think you can't, you can't hold someone to a standard you don't communicate to them, even yeah. if you think it's... Um, reasonable yeah if you're like i don't understand why this needs to be explained yeah but please don't be half an hour late to every single meeting yeah um so i think the best thing you can do is give them the chance to say you know hey for me and dealing with me this is an expectation these are the standards um, yeah. and you can hold me to these and and that's um, reasonable because i don't think people might people no one um likes you know take being late for example no one likes being late yeah so they always come in and frantically apologize yeah and they're, they're thinking of how they can explain no one likes it right yeah. so if you can be someone who actually draws the line and yeah. pushes them to not be late they'll be more pleased yeah <laughs> with themselves because they've become someone that they like a yeah. little bit more oh that makes sense you know? actually um, so i think that that's a really good um section to end on in terms of just to recap so uh and it's something that hadn't occurred to me is like be proactively communicate your standards when you're building business relationships with people or with your staff. Um, and don't be afraid to be honest about what your expectations are. Yeah. 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 Oh, cool. Thanks Tim for joining us Thanks today. Thanks so much. Cheers. Thank you for listening to the Seriously Social Podcast. See our website for more details at www.socialmediaaok.com.au slash podcast. Check the show notes for credits, music used in the program, and more details about our guests.